that's like a complete 180 from where my life was just a couple months ago. What magic pill did I take? And when I connected the dots that it was that gratitude journal, I just thought, wait a minute, that's so easy. Why aren't we being taught this in school? Oh my gosh. Had I had this practice, I would have not had crumbled so quickly under the pressure of life. So here's the big question. Have you ever been so financially frustrated from years of poor financial decisions only to wonder, why didn't they teach me in school anything about how to manage money? I've spent the last 20 years learning the secrets to how money really works and how to use it to get financially free on a goal to retire early. I've realized how much of an impact we could have on the world by teaching financial literacy, entrepreneurship, and a successful mindset. Join me as I interview some of the world's most successful business owners, coaches, and parents to get them to share their secrets on how you can not only learn, but teach these lessons to your kids to become financially free and impact your children's financial trajectory so they can avoid the frustration and go on to do great things. I'm Cody Laughlin, and this is the Money Talkers Podcast. Welcome back, Money Talkers. Uh, this is Cody Laughlin. I, uh, I have episode two here with Carla White, one just a fascinating person. Um, you know, we, we kind of went over a lot of her credentials in the beginning, but what we're going to dive into on episode two here uh, is we're going to talk about her app, uh, which is centered around gratitude, and then um, how she ties in neuroscience uh, with, with, uh, with business and mindset. And so, uh, I am, uh, am, am not a master of this subject, so I am excited to learn. Yeah, I, this is going to be super cool because this is probably one of my favorite subjects. Oh, that's so cool. So I want to just jump right in. And, um, first of all, why don't you kind of start with, uh, what, what you do with, I, I think you tie it with the app, correct? Yeah. So, um, I created a, the gratitude app. It's the gratitude app.com if you want to download it. And it was the first gratitude journal on the app store. In fact, I'm the first woman to produce a mobile app. Um, and I created it not really understanding the whole neuroscience behind gratitude or any neuroscience at all, really. Basically, the reason I created it is because um, I went through a lot of trouble and heartache and some severe depression, which I didn't know was depression at the time, um, after my dad had suddenly passed away. I was living in London and um, got that middle of the night phone call and just crumbled. Now, it's important to know I wasn't doing well mentally Anyway, I was running a business. The business was bleeding money. I was in a foreign country. I, I, don't, I had ulcers. I was dealing with all my problems by hiding from them, eating, drinking, binge watching, ignoring, and they were all manifesting into uh, health issues, insomnia, migraines, that sort of thing. And so I got this urge to fly home before Christmas and uh, saw my dad for the last time. Thank goodness I flew home. But when I was home, I knew something wasn't right with his health, but I didn't have the confidence to say anything to anybody because like 
I had this business that was failing. Like I didn't want anybody to know I was failing. So who was I to talk about somebody else? And so when I found out that dad had passed, I really carried the guilt of that on my shoulders for way too long. In fact, to the point where I was flying down the M4, which is the motorway, the interstate in uh, England, probably going well over 100 miles per hour, just hoping my little Honda would flip and it'd be over. Um, And my husband, not knowing what to do, said, let's move back to America. So we moved to America to South Dakota. So I had this culture shock. I was working for a government job, which was super like poking your eyes out with pencils and flying, <laughs> numbing, boring. And uh, it was a cusp of winter. I mean, so many, like, just an avalanche of issues and problems. And we were driving everywhere. So I was p- putting on so much weight. I was getting close to like 200 pounds, drinking tons, um, eating really healthy foods like sun chips and you know, American-sized portion. So, uh, and then I ended up in the hospital for double pneumonia. And that's when the doctor said, look, here's something for your double pneumonia and here's something for your depression. And I thought, oh, I got depression? I don't have depression. I don't That's crazy. So I did what everybody does when they have a big wake-up call. I went home and I got on Google and I searched for depression cures and came across just writing down what's good each day. And so I wrote down, you know, I got to see dad before he died and my mom's doing okay. And I was doing this for about two months when I was out for a walk and I was coming up with things to put in my journal that night, which was, Hey, I lost some weight. I slept really good last night. I got a job offer from NASA. You know, I was like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 wait, that's like a complete 180 from where my life was just couple months ago, what magic pill did I take? And when I connected the dots that it was that gratitude journal, I just thought, wait a minute, that's so easy. Why aren't we being taught this in school? Oh my gosh. Had I had this practice, I would have not had crumbled so quickly under the pressure of life. I would have had so many more tools in my tool belt. And so Uh, Steve Jobs had just come out with the iPhone about then. And I was walking around with my little iPod shuffle. I don't know if you remember that little white thing. I had tiny ones. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They didn't have a screen on them. You just had to like click through the thing. Yeah. They had a little (laughs) dial. Yeah. Yeah, Which I never figured out how to use. Um, (laughs) And I thought, well, I'm going to make an app for this. I'm going to make an iPhone app that allows people to keep a gratitude journal right on their phone so they can always do it, you know, and, and if one person downloads it and keeps it and they don't want to go down the highway wanting to kill themselves, then I did it. Then I like conquered my mission and uh, it wasn't easy, man, did I have a hard time launching that app, but it came out and there was no resources back then either. No, like my a, gosh. I, no. I, there was no like, Hey, uh, there was no like, YouTube to go watch and be like, create an app like in 10 minutes. Not even, no. <laughs> nothing, not even Apple had resources out. Like no. it was all of us just trying to figure it out. Hey, did you figure this out or that out? And it was really super hard. Um, yeah. Yeah. And now it's been downloaded like over a million times and I have a whole community that uses the app and also, you know, like I'm helping them with other power rituals. I call it a power ritual because yeah. it definitely increases your superpowers. Yeah. So I, ma- I just imagine like, I don't even know, you know, you think about like there's a million downloads, but like when you're on fire, 
and starting and your and your mindset changed because I lost my dad at 19 also, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I went at 19, but like I went and I went through a lot of the things you're talking about now that I'm learning about. And like, but when I was going that way, I don't think I was that much of an impact on people. You know, I didn't feel I was anyway. You know, like I was probably more just like going through the motions with life. Um, but when I when I had a paradigm shift and I began to decide that um, I wanted to have a gra- like I wanted to have a bigger impact, I think I impacted a lot more people. Yeah. So when you impact a million people downloading that, you're really not even quantifying that nearly enough because the people that have taken that and they're now exponentially impacting others out there so it's probably millions and millions of people yeah yeah if once you start talking about good things like that you want more of it right Mm -hmm. it's almost like you you know you mentioned like here's the drug that makes you happy well not really like you being happy is the drug that makes you want to chase more happy right yeah i imagine those people that million downloads have been just talking and out there and doing that thing so that is so cool yeah there's so uh I have a 21 day mindset reset challenge that I invite people into. And we have five days of prep, just getting little things ready. And this woman who joined my challenge, she binge listened to my podcast. And then she joined the challenge. She was getting the prep ready. And she's just like, we are meant for abundance. I can do this. You're like, she was so on fire. Like, what are you grateful for? Tell me, son. And she was going up to her son, her teenage son saying this. And lo and behold, he was planning to kill himself that week. He wasn't going to tell her, but because her confidence increased, he felt like he could tell her. So not only did they, were they able to get him help, save his life, but he had a best friend who was planning to commit suicide as well. So those are two people's lives who were saved just from like one woman listening to my podcast, joining my challenge, getting like, yeah, right? And those are the ones that I know about. That's the yeah. stories you know, right? And mm-hmm. that's just, it's, it, and it's crazy because when you see somebody and they, they go on fire like that, um, it, it, it's just, it's, uh, it's so attractive, you know, like to be around them. Like, it's just like, yeah. You just see them going and like they have that change and like that must be just an amazing thing. So uh, tell me about this. So I want to know about how the neuroscience works with this. Like, first of all, what in the world is neuroscience? And then second of all, like how, that, how do you, what happens when someone turns on fire like that? Like that, what is Yeah, that? yeah. So um, we have a mixture of chemicals that go through our brains and our bodies. Uh, most of the time people have cortisol going through their bodies. So that is the fight or flight chemical. Mm -hmm. And it feels really good. You know, people think it's supposed to make you feel fearful. It actually like, you know, like when you give somebody the bird, you know, and that's like, (laughs) hey, that was kind of (laughs) nice. I feel empowered Ah. for a second. (laughs) You know, that little bit of gratification when you have a nice little comeback or something, that's cortisol. And um, cortisol can be as addictive as crack or heroin. So your body actually gets addicted to cortisol going through the body. And without you knowing it, your subconscious mind will look for events or create events so you can get those cortisol rushes. Now, there are industries that thrive on us having these cortisol rushes or lack mentality, um, fear mentality. The top three industries actually need us to live in that state of fear. 
And the first one is uh, the, uh, arms and and that could be nuclear arms, weapons, whatever. And I worked for a Pentagon program, a $3.5 billion Pentagon program. And that was like just a wee little slice of the pie, yeah. just to give you an idea. Like it's a lot of money that goes into humans being scared of humans, yeah. us being scared of our own species. That is wow. really crazy. Because like when you get down to it, we're all just chemically kind of the same thing. Yeah. And they're penting us against each other. And if you follow politics, the news, and you're getting all oh, enraged cool. on Facebook, you're a puppet in that game. It's all business. Had to say. Yeah, right? it's all business. It's the all business. business. Yep. Mm -hmm. So uh, the second one is pharmaceuticals. And uh, just to give you an idea, 70, I have to think, I think it's 75% of all Americans are, are on at least one prescription drug or more, with eight of the top 10 being for stress-related illnesses. These are preventable oh. illnesses. These are illnesses that are being created because you have too much stress on your nervous system, too much cortisol constantly going through your body. It wears down your, your body. So that's why I was getting migraines and cold sores and ulcers because I had so much stress constantly on my body. And the third one is alcohol and tobacco. So you have a hard day, smoke a cigarette, drink a depressant, take the edge off. So these are you know, like, again, they're all, and they all have tributaries going into them, other businesses that feed them. Like you aren't enough, be fearful, scared, you're going to die. <laughs> like all this stuff that they try and feed you on. Uh, to get you to buy products. So in fact, there's a book called um, Winning the Story Wars. And in that, they explain how, so we had the first industrial revolution and then there was World War I. So a lot of the goods from the first industrial revolution went to World War I. And then we had a second industrial revolution after that. So we're done with World War I. We have this explosion of goods on the shelves. And our great-great-grandparents, bless them, they didn't buy them because they made their own soap. They sewed their own clothes. They baked their own bread. And I'm not sharing it with you because it's been in my family for 50 years and I'm, you're not getting it. And so the government didn't know what to do. They were like looking at all these shelves of overabundance of goods and nobody was buying them. So they went to marketers and they said, we need help. And marketers redefined what it meant to be American. It's the white picket fence. It's the two-car garage. It's the Cadillac. It's the Coke. You know, um, it's buying stuff rather than creating stuff because we are natural producers. We are natural creators. They switched it to your happiness is from consuming. Oh, so in wow. fact, when the Twin Towers fell, what did George Bush say? Go out and buy. Yeah. Be American and buy. Yeah. So, so as the, the consumption rate went up, the happiness levels went down because our debt went up and our stress went up, our dependency on drugs went up and people are drinking to be happy. I mean, so much money is spent on making a depressant, a socially acceptable good where you're not cool if you don't drink. Right. And, um, so so you look at how, how that plays into so many different areas of our day-to-day -day life uh, from like what we're being taught in school to 
you know, even organized religions. I go to church, but there's a lot of religions that want you to believe that there's lack. And because there's lack, you got to fear. And because there's fear, you got to do this and that and the other. But the truth of it is, is that, okay, so let me go back to the neuroscience. We have over 70,000 thoughts a day, of which most are repeated thoughts, of which they're programming that's in your brain from when you were in your developmental years, you're from like zero to about eight or nine years old. That's when you're discovering your identity, what's good, what's bad, what's right, wrong, and your, your subconscious brain is forming. So a lot of your habits are based on, no, all of your habits are based on your beliefs in your identity, who you are and who you believe you are and what you believe is true. And everything you do will reflect that. In fact, pretty much everything you did yesterday was the same as the day before as the day before. The thoughts that you have are constantly over and over and over again, the exact same thing. Very few thoughts. Kind of running in the background? Yeah. So they're just kind of going in the background. Um, I think 2,000 of them are just on food alone. (laughs) (laughs) Mine's like Fritos, 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 Fritos. And then the front side's like, no, 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 no. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So that's why those subconscious thoughts are actually um, on your right side of your brain, your right hemisphere, where your emotions are as well. So although you'll try to use your logical brain to override your subconscious thoughts, like don't drink, don't smoke, whatever, your subconscious is linked to the emotions and that's going to win every time. So you have to switch your identity. So if you want to quit drinking, you have to just say, I don't drink. I'm not a drinker. You have to not, I'm quitting. I'm stopping. I don't. That's not in my identity. It's not in my beliefs. So I actually used to be a smoker. I lived in Germany for a while and learned a lot of cool things like how to open up a beer bottle with a lighter and how to roll my own cigarettes and how to smoke. And uh, I knew it was a dirty habit and I couldn't quit. I couldn't figure out how to quit. And I had to swap the habit with a different one. I started running so then I could feel it in my lungs. And now I'm absolutely not a smoker. Like I would never think of myself as a smoker. And so, so I never even want a cigarette. Can you, so we're talking about some of the negative stuff that goes with that, but can you consciously do that to benefit yourself? Right? So yeah. like do you, instead of saying I'm a smoker, you decide I'm a runner, right? Yeah. Like I'm not someone who, and, and, and just for my own, you know, podcast listeners, like, I'm not somebody who doesn't talk about money. Like I'm a money talk. Like, can you consciously yeah. like change yeah, who yeah. you are? Like, can you make a decision to like, plant your flag in the sand? Like type of. Yeah. So let's go back to the practice of gratitude and just writing it down in the neuroscience. So um, you're constantly being programmed every day to focus on the lack. Okay. So we have 70,000 thoughts a day, of which 70% of them are usually negative, I'm guessing more, especially with um, devices. Um, Your natural state, though, is joy. If you look at any kid, they're happy, right? They're just like, who gives a crap? I'm happy. I'm naked. It's cold outside. I don't (laughs) care. 
I'm happy, right? My my four year old was dancing to his own shadow last night, like yeah. out of his mind, having a blast. Yeah. My five year old is the happiest thing I've ever met in my life. He's right, just, dude. He comes out like of his room, just on fire, like every day. Like he's just yes, like, oh. and it's so cool, isn't it? And yeah. that's I. So I have I I have mentors in this area, and we debate about this, but I believe that is our natural state. Our natural state is joy, but then we go through this educational system that compares us to somebody else who, on a system that's really weird, like how much can you um, regurgitate information or how can you, like how quickly can you read or all these different weird things, like how well can you do a math problem and not based on, okay, well, Johnny can do a math problem really well, but can he dance to his own shadow? Come on, <laughs> like I am the best shadow dancer on the planet and not only that, I got some sweet moves when it comes to high yas and ninja moves <laughs> and Johnny can't do that, he'll fall on his butt, right? So we're not really like emphasizing people's qualities yeah. in the system. In fact, we're teaching them more and more lack and fear yeah. and scarcity. And you got to have that resume. You got to get good grades. You got to get into the college. You got to do this. All these things. You got to, got to, got to. And through a system, I mean, we're naturally curious individuals. We naturally want to learn, but we're in a system that kills all the fun out of yeah. learning. Right. So then you get out of school and you're like, I don't want to learn. Okay. Anyway, I'm not going to go on that one. Um, <laughs> so, so, okay. So we're naturally joyous people. Now, when you're practicing gratitude, writing it down every day, and I always say there's gratitude practices out there, like a one minute gratitude practice, five minutes. When you discover how this works, you're going to be like, no, I'm practicing this all day long. So um, I'm going to explain it from a few different perspectives, neuroscience, quantum physics, and then um, a metaphysics. So first from a neuroscience, when you write it down, write down, like went sledding with my kids today, uh, got the Christmas presents unlocked out of the locker. I had to do that. I told you that Didn't story, but I literally was in my truck and I go, you know what? I get to do this. I used to be chained to a desk 70 hours a yes, week. Yes, right? I, like, I really did that in my truck. Like I had to change my, my paradigm. Yeah. I get yeah. to do this and I'm going to make yeah. it happen, man. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah. when you write it down, your brain doesn't know if it's happening in the moment or past or whatever. So for example, I went to this museum on the border of Mexico and they had this exhibit where you got to feel what it was like to be an immigrant coming into the US, sneaking into the US. So they had this sand on the ground, you took your uh, shoes off and your feet were in the sand and you had this virtual reality headset on and it was night and you were trying to feel your way around and all of a sudden, pistol and right next to your head it was like you could see it coming out at the side corner of your eye and click click and I fell to my knees my heart about came out of my chest and I was crying and it was fake my brain did not know whether it was real or fake and when you practice gratitude it's the same thing happening in your brain it doesn't know so you have all these highways in yeah. your brain and when you're thinking the same thought over again you're just like cementing a highway in over and over. But when you practice gratitude, you're building this new highway for that traffic to go across, to be your default. So um, I like to 
think of it like when I grew up on the farm, we had this cow yard where it was all dirty, mud. And in the spring, my dad would drive his tractor, scoop up the loader with the feed, drive it out to the cow lot, dump it into the troughs. And he did this so many times that there were ruts in the road and he didn't even have to steer the steering wheel of the mm. tractor because the ruts were there. It was just like, go back. Like I could even do it when I was a kid. I think there's so, an Uber driver. I mean, not an Uber driver. I think there's a, uh, an Amazon truck for my house. That has uh, that? I think, I think he just <laughs> autopilots over. Like, yeah. <laughs> so. exactly. It's the same. So you're creating this autopilot. Now, yeah. let's shift this another direction. And I'm going to talk about the law of expectation. So your um, your motivation will only be matched by your expectation. You will only be motivated by what you expect to get out of something. So if you expect a lot out of something, you're going to be motivated. If you're not expecting much, then you're not going to be very motivated. All right. So let's take this into an example. Let's say you're going for a new job and you're not sure whether you're going to get it. You heard that somebody else is going for it. They have a lot of qualities and qualifications. And so you're going into that job with anxious apprehension. You're not really sure whether you're going to be able to do it. You're going to have anxiety. You're going to be shyer. You're going to be more reserved. You're not going to be as outspoken as if, let's take the opposite of that, the boss takes you out for lunch, says, hey, I really want you to apply for this job. I know you're a shoe in Whatever you want for pay, I'll double it. You're going to go into that job with like joyful anticipation. You're going to be full of confidence. You're going to be saying and doing things that are totally different than if you are apprehensive. Same if job you, though. Same job. Yeah. But, that's but just the, the world mindset. didn't change. Yeah. The world didn't change. Right? Yes. The way you saw it. How you saw it. Right? Yeah, so awesome. how is it that you can go into situations <laughs> knowing that you're going to have the best experience, knowing that it's going to be good for you? Because that's really the key. If you can go into it with confidence and joyful anticipation, if your expectation is high, your motivation will be high too. And when your motivation is high, it changes everything. Your action, everything. You're going to yeah. be way more driven. And it comes back to gratitude. Because when you're clocking it down every single day, wow, this happened in my favor. That happened in my favor. That happened. That's going to be your default mode. That's going to be those... Uh, tractor tracks in your brain over and over again, even when stuff isn't working out. When your kids' toys are locked up and nobody can get to them, <laughs> your default mode is going to be this is going to be fun. I'm going to see how I get this figured out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It didn't, and it didn't used to be that way. You know, it's a conscious choice to have to yes. say, to, to recognize when you're going in that rut, too, right? Well, so. the world, again, let's go back to top three industries and all those tributaries feeding those industries want you to believe in the opposite. Yeah. They don't want you practicing gratitude. Yeah. They want you sick. They want, they need you to be on a, medi on a, on a, what is that? Continuity program. Yeah. Prescription drugs. I mean, that's all it is, is a continuity program. Yeah. That you don't even question because a doctor who doesn't, deal with any like doesn't ever ask you do you meditate what are you how much water are you drinking are you keeping gratitude journal are you getting out for a daily walk doesn't ask any of these questions just yeah. here's your prescription doesn't even look at what other prescriptions you have 
I mean, they're, and they're just being sold to by drug dealers. Well, I, I, I didn't grow up as an optimist, right? Like that's never been my, I, I, but I have always believed this, right? Like I've always been, I, I, I've been told by my people like, oh, you seem like you're really lucky, right? Ah, but I talk yeah. about my wins a lot, yeah. you know, even if they're little wins, like it's just, yes. you know, like if they're just little things, like I, I can, I, this totally resonates with me because I, without knowing that, like I, when I talk about wins, it feels like I get more wins. Right. Because those are the things that I see because those are the things I focus on and mm -hmm. the little things you got to let them go and drop them because if you don't like they'll add up and you're carrying baggage and that baggage gets heavier and heavier. Right. So I, this totally resonates with me and I, and, and, and I, it just, what an awesome way to look at it. Um, that to have that gratitude feeling. I've never had someone kind of take it and put it together into a box, right? Yeah, I don't think anybody's ever dissected <laughs> it as much as me, though. <laughs> <laughs> I, but I, I mean, had to, I because really... of where I was, like, I had to begin to start looking at things different, because I was looking at the wrong way, you know? And yeah. when I learned that the world doesn't change, you know? It's the way you see it. And it's just, it, yeah. it's such a, it's such an impactful way to be that way. And you know what, if the only thing that you're given on the, in, on, on earth is choice, why don't you choose to be, why don't you choose to look at it that way? Like, why don't you yeah, look at it? Why yeah. don't you, you well, you have to turn off all the things that are brainwashing you into yeah, you're up against the other it. way. You got to turn off the news, turn it off for 30 days. Yeah. Toxic friends, just say, I need a break. 30 days. Give yourself a 30 day break. Keep writing a gratitude journal. 30 days. I mean, I, I would say a, a great, a great barometer of whether you should worry about it or not is can you control it? Mm -hmm. right <laughs> so like yeah. you're talking about the news like you can't control that like this is a whole bunch of just negative flying into well, you look at what the advertisements are oh, yeah. while you're watching the news it's all for medications ask your doctor about this and this and this and oh by the way carry an extra pair of panties around because you're going to poop your pants while you take this medication because it's going to have side effects Do you want to sit in a bathtub with touching with, with holding hands with somebody in the middle of the field like take this like trulicity or whatever this yeah. is. <laughs> Right? Your life is going to be so awesome. Take yeah, right great. in a gratitude. A meadow and a bathtub. Like, what? Why do I want to do So this, this is why you start to notice more good things or you have yeah. more luck. Things yeah. start to, from a quantum physics. So quantum physics, back to Einstein and all that other stuff, and this is proven science, is every, quantum physics is like, I'm going to give you a really high level deal. I'm not yeah. going to get into the weeds. Um, it states that everything is everywhere and nowhere at the same time, it's when you give your attention to it that it comes to be. So when you give your attention to the winds, they'll come to be more and more winds because you're putting energy. So we are all energy. Yeah. If you took the mass of our body and squished it down, because like we're just energy in between all these cells and everything. If you squish down the actual mass, it'd be, we'd be the size of a sugar cube. <laughs> so you yeah isn't that amazing yeah like the actual matter yes yeah that's crazy so you think about the energy and you can influence that energy in your body yeah you and that's what i think people don't understand is that you get the choice that's the one thing you get right yes. it's yours when when you're on the earth and whether you're religious or not whatever to me god gave you one thing and that's your choices right Yes. And, you know, and, and in a lot of religions, they talk about like, here's opportunities to get put in front of you. What choice are you going to make? And you get these things, but like you control that. So if mm -hmm. you're, and then your outcomes are a reflection of your choices, 
Mm -hmm. right? So if you don't like the outcomes that you're getting, change your choices. <laughs> and I yeah, think but, what you're you talking know. about is an absolute, it's a pathway to identifying like this pathway is going to get you better things. Yeah. So make that choice to go and be and, and do the, I, 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 I am really digging what you're putting down. Like yeah. it's, 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 uh, yeah. it's such a great way to think about it, but it's also, it's actionable. Right. Oh, and, it, and here's the thing. Some people go, well, I kept a gratitude journal for seven days. I still feel crappy. It's compound interest, which I know you'll yeah. love. So if, <laughs> I'm going to do this for <laughs> your listeners because I think you'll probably know this little riddle. If I gave you the choice of having a million dollars right now or a penny that doubles every day for 31 days, which one would you choose? Give me that penny. <laughs> yeah right you probably know the riddle okay when i do this with kids they're always like i'll take the million dollars and if you take the penny so the penny becomes one penny two four eight sixteen right um by like day 17 or 18 you only got a few thousand pennies and you're looking over at the person who got the million and you're like okay i made a dumb idea <laughs> this is really bad and like even into 2021 you don't have the million bucks but by the time you get to 30 you have 1.5, 31, you have over 3 million bucks. Yeah. That's how gratitude works is when you're going through just like a few days, you're not really getting that compound interest. You're not carving those default pathways in your brain that have been there yeah. since your childhood, right? They've been there, their beliefs are in your identity. And once you start carving that in day in, day out, and you start filtering out all those things that have backed up the old beliefs, the limiting yeah. beliefs, you start to get rid of those. By day 30, you're a whole new person. I mean, it took me two months to connect the dots, but I think I started seeing results in my own life a lot sooner than two months. Well, you know, it's uh, the law of the harvest. Oh, please share. Right. So in Seven Habits is Highly Successful People, the law of the harvest, Stephen Covey talks about, um, you can't, uh, you can't just have a crop. Like you have to do the work in the seasons to build it up. You have to plow the land. You have to yeah. plant the seeds. You have to water them. You have to maintain them from weeds. Like you have, then the, the crop comes out. And at one point you have a harvest, right? Where you get to reap what you benefited and what you've sowed. Right. And so, you know, if, if you're going to say, okay, well, you know, it was kind of funny. Like you had the least gratitude guy ever going five days later, I've been doing a gratitude journal. You're like, maybe you haven't gotten this yet. <laughs> First of all, but second of all, you know, um, you know, but you, you got to, uh, it's, it's a, it's a, like you said, you can't just say like, well, I ran three days. Now I'm a runner. Like you have to run. Yeah. You have to, you have to continue to do the practice. And so yeah. if you want the results, you've got to be, you know, you've got to have gratitude. To, and, and try to do it that way and start to build those things. And so I, I think that's an awesome, I think they say it's 21 days to change a habit anyway, uh, to start. Yeah. A habit, yeah. Right? Depending so, on the habit, but, yeah. and I don't even like to call it gratitude because gratitude is this belief that you had to overcome something yeah. in order to receive it. Yeah. Whereas what you're noticing was given to you. It's already there. It's there. Yeah. It's already so there. Like you just didn't, you didn't acknowledge it. Right. Yes. Yeah, you're just acknowledging it. Yeah. You and you have that choice. I mean, we can't we don't have dual processes in our brain. We yeah. cannot be anxious and grateful at the same time. Your brain cannot do it. So if you're in that anxious state, like what am I gonna do? 
how is how am I going to get out of this situation? I mean, I've had clients who have taken um, people that they have fought with in custody battles and through divorce, and they've written 10, 20 pages of gratitude to that person and let them go. And their whole lives have changed by yeah. sitting down and doing a half hour practice, years of resent and anger. And all of a sudden their back pain is gone or their headaches are gone or something, you know, like, and, wow. and you know what? That person's the same person. You just change yes. the way you, you control the way you look at it. Like, yeah, so yeah they cool. set themselves but, free. Yeah. You know, the, it's, it's, you know, we talk about like the, the, how do you, it's the way you look. So like if you went to bed angry with your spouse and you wake up in the morning and you're like, first of all, you, you don't even remember having an argument. And then second of all, you're like, wait, we were arguing last night. What? Why was I mad about that? Like you weren't mad. Nothing changed, but you like, they didn't change. Yeah. Like, you know, they say time heals it. It's not time, man. It's your brain. You don't think, don't be mad about stuff like that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And I will tell you, but, uh, it may sound a lot woo woo or Hey, that's easy. Here's the thing. Okay. Another thing that people like to say is, I'll start keeping a gratitude journal when I had something to be grateful, when I get, when I have the new job or the spouse or I lose the weight or I do whatever. And I will tell you, you then you're like trying to push a boulder uphill doing yeah. it that way. If you start with the gratitude by like thanking your body every morning for just being awake. I mean, how many hundred people aren't here today that were here yesterday? You know, just start there. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, you you've got to. I think that the what you're doing there is you're focusing to teach your body to look for it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like I had I had a um I had a religious couple come on my doorstep and they knocked on my door and I said, well, you know, I have a conversation with you then. And he said, we're at the end of times. And I said, no, we're not. And he was like, well, how can you think that? Don't you watch the news and the this? And I was like, yeah. Right. And how can you not think we're at the end of times? I go. Because I see all the wonderful things going on. I go, if you're looking and that's all you see, maybe that's what you're looking for. Yes. And he was like, oh, wait, that just, I mean, I saw his own like kind of moment there. Yeah. <laughs> but we are taught this in schools. I mean, we yeah. are taught. I mean, I'm really shocked. Like I look at my son's art and I'm like, why are you guys drawing that in school? That's like <laughs> the most worst tragedy that's happening in the world right now. And you're focusing all that on, like, why don't you focus on something that's good that's happening? Yeah. That's happening that it's in your backyard even. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, parents, if you're listening and you want to start a gratitude practice with your kids or get them in the habit, I would highly recommend you do that. I absolutely. Guys, go out, get the app, and start there. But just if you're not in that practice of looking for things or if you're seeing things and you don't like what you're seeing, uh, change your lens you know, mm -hmm. and, and, and look at the world a little differently because the world's going to say the same, you know, as important as we think we are, uh, we're a very small piece of the puzzle. And so, um, you know, there's, you're, you're missing some wonderful things out there that you get to see. And so yeah. I want to say, thank you, Carla. This has been awesome. Um, what a, what a, what a wonderful subject to like, to dive deep into. And I can't believe your wealth of knowledge into that. It's very, really, really intriguing. So, um guys uh like i said go get get the gratitude app um and then i believe you said carlawhite.org right is the place yeah to, to get yeah. some more uh to get some more info and kind of find the resources to get started yeah and uh if you want a challenge one thing i always recommend for people to do is my 30 for 30 this is 
every time I'm stuck, I do this. And I will tell you, I just did it throughout November. And afterwards, I had... I can't even begin to tell you all the cool things. I had a film crew come to my house and do my story. My podcast got to be number one. I mean, I just like on and on and on. I can tell you just like it was opened the gates for abundance. And this, and I know it's because I changed my focus. So I call it the 30 for 30. And what it is, is you write down 30 things that you love. So I love this smell of fresh cut grass. I love my dog sleeping on my lap. You know, just 30 things you love write it down. I love blah. Read it out loud. Read your list out loud. Because when you write it down, physiologically, you'll feel something. And when you read it, you'll feel something totally different. Do that every single day for 30 days. Now, here's the kicker. You can't repeat anything on your list. So if you say, I like playing with my kids, then you can't write that again. You got to write like, well, I like building Legos or something. You got to get more, because what it'll do is we'll train your brain to see things in a new light. And our brains love curiosity. It loves new things. And it will start to notice new things. You'll start to notice new patterns. That's awesome. Because that's what I heard today. Like, I, I mean, I get it. Like, it's kind of like what I'm doing with finance stuff. Like people say, oh, save money, but you need like an actual, uh, you know, like train tracks or a roadmap to get to where you want to go. So like, that's awesome that you're bringing people like I'm sure people say yeah you should you should be happier you should be more you know you should be more grateful like well yeah but great but like how do I do that like you know we think like we don't know how but it's a very simple um strategies that you brought that can be implemented that people can really take advantage of that so that's really awesome yeah yeah great well listen Carl thank you so much for being on the podcast thank you for being on money talkers um guys go out listen to radical shift uh, and see what, what all the buzz is about. Thank you. Thank you, Cody. Awesome. Thank you for listening to another episode of Money Talkers with me, your host, Cody Laughlin. Please come join the Money Talkers community. Simply open up Facebook and search for the Money Talkers for parents who want successful children. Or if you're on Instagram, come follow us for weekly updates and quick successful mindset posts to impact your day. Our handle is at the Money Talkers. And remember, if you know somebody else out there that could benefit from this podcast, please, please make sure you share it with them so we can have the biggest impact and change our young people's financial future. Let them know that you're a money talker.